What's up, babes? It is May, the month to celebrate our moms. It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Koro is a Crush. Good morning, good morning, good morning to my lovely babes out there in the podcast world, and welcome to another episode of Coro is a Crush. I'm Nick Austin, the CEO and founder of Coro, a home-based beauty, wellness, and design shop providing premium, high-quality press-on nails, beauty accessories, and home decor that we know you'll fall in love with, all while providing a community for self-care lovers, beauty mavens, and small business owners to live life on their terms through fashion, beauty, and faith. So we're celebrating Mother's Day this month, like I told y'all on my last episode. And if you if you did not get a chance to listen to my last episode, make sure that you go and check that out. I brought back the Just Women series just for this month only. Next month, you know Father's Day is coming in and we're gonna have the Just Men series and I am super excited about that. But today's episode, we're actually going to talk about dating with children. Yes, I'm going there because this needs to be talked about. (laughs) All right, let me give y'all a scenario. It's Mother's Day and you got a date. But wait a minute, you also got kids. So what do you do? If you got kids, then chances are you've had a few first dates where your kid was along for the ride. Maybe it was an absolute disaster. Maybe the kid was so adorable that everyone just loved him or her. And maybe they even ended up buying them ice cream or something. That's all great. But if it wasn't such a great experience, don't worry. We got some tips on how to make sure your next date goes off without a hitch. One, if you're going out to dinner, find a place with kid-friendly options and be sure they won't be too loud or busy. Or you can also order in. Number two, bring the kids with you. We know, I know, it sounds crazy, but kids love hanging out with their parents and plus, they'll get to see what it's like when grownups go on dates. It's very informative and educational. Three, if they're not old enough to understand that you're going on a date, then let them watch a movie at home while you go out and enjoy yourself. Or if they are old enough to understand that mommy is going out on a date and it's special time for her, Let them know that after dinner, she'll come home and spend some extra quality time with them. They will love being able, they will love be able to spend more time with mommy without feeling like she's leaving them behind. Now, you can't go out that house looking like who in the hell would have thought. You gotta look good for your partner. If you got a fabulous dress that you've been dying to wear for date night, you gotta have the right accessories to go with it. That brings us to my guest host. She's an independent consultant with paparazzi accessories that can style you and transform your life $5 at a time. Her $5 jewelry is the perfect way to add some sparkle and glam to your outfit without breaking the bank. Wear it with a plain top and jeans for a night out with your girls or dress it up with a maxi dress for date night. If you're looking for something more casual, 
Try pairing her $5 jewelry with an oversized sweater and some jeans. It'll give you an effortless look that's perfect for running errands on the weekend or grabbing coffee with friends. Her $5 jewelry comes in different styles and colors, so there's sure to be something that fits your style. Please welcome my paparazzi sister, Miss Daisy Williams for $5 Jewelry Queen. How hello, hello, hello. How are you guys? <laughs> we are doing awesome. We are blessed and highly favored. How are you? I am well, love. I couldn't be better. I'm so glad that you was able to say, yes, I'm going to take the risk of being on my podcast. So I'm just going to thank you now. Thank you so much for joining my show. And for those who are new to the platform, welcome again to Cobra with a Crush. Make sure that you, um, wherever you listen to the, um, my episode of my podcast, check us out. We are on Spotify. We are on Anchor, which is the home hub. We are also on Apple, but we're also on SoundCloud, um, Our Heart Radio. I'm actually still waiting on Pandora. Pandora's moving a little slow, but that's okay. We're going to define it and say that you know what? The Lord got it anyway, that we're going to be heard on Pandora soon. But we are also on Overcast. We are on Radio Public and so many, many more. And just to let y'all know, yo, let me let me let y'all, let me update y'all real quick. So I just found out that we are now heard in six different countries all over the world. So Koro is making moves, fulfilling the mission that God has placed in front of her. We are out here saving lives by fashion, beauty, and faith while teaching people how to be their authentic selves. So I just want to thank y'all listeners so much. Continue to keep supporting the podcast. All right, Miss Daisy. So what I want you to do is I want you to introduce yourself. Tell me who you are. Tell me about your business and tell me what is one fun fact that you want people to know about you that no one else knows. Ooh, so my name is Daisy, AKA $5 Jewelry Queen. I am originally born and raised in the Virgin Islands here in the state of Florida. Um, I started my business basically in the middle of the pandemic. You know, I needed something to do and paparazzi has absolutely been a blessing for myself, for my family, and now for my team. Um, yes, yes. So in addition to selling this fabulous, affordable jewelry, um, I actually do so, um, I actually do computer programming. Oh, wow. Um, yes. And in my younger life, I was a great artist. Yeah. Wow. What type of artist was you? I, listen, give me anything to draw and back then, I Listen, child, man, oh my God. Just thinking about it, I'm like, I really should pick that back up because, you know, you kind of get into adulthood, you fall into life, and then some of these great hobbies just get pushed over to the side. But I used to enjoy drawing, like drawing, coloring, painting, you name it. That was great at it. That is crazy because my husband has a bachelor's degree in graphic design and a minor in illustration. He is also an artist as well as my daughter and my son. So they are artists in their own right. My son, he is more digital and my daughter, she does paper, but her favorite um, type of artistry is painting. She loves painting. And so she's getting into doing that now. But when you say computer programming, that took me back to my younger days. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yes. Because I am a graphic design 
influenced by uh, nature. I am also, I'm self-taught graphic design. I have been um, I have been interested in computers since I was five years old. So I've been working on computers. I know how to break down a computer. I know how to put together a computer. I know how to do websites. I know how to actually build a website. I know how to do codes, ATML, JavaScript. See, these people don't even know what JavaScript is. Yes, let's see. I am loving this. <laughs> A woman after my own heart. Yes. Yes. So yes, computer, um, computer programming. I actually went to college. My, I was a double major, computer science and mathematics. So yes, uh, some about them computers. I don't know what it is, but the techie side of me just came out. Oh yay! Yes. Listen, I. It took me a while to actually get into programming. Like I'm literally still enrolled in a programming. Um, program okay uh, yeah and um i started after 10 years of graduating with my fashion degree like okay. i literally got to 29 and I, at that point i hadn't been doing anything with my fashion degree and i literally freaked out i was like oh my god i'm gonna be 30 next year i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself like what do i even like like so right. i said when i thought about it and i was like oh my god you know i really love computers and when I thought about it, the more and more I thought back, I was like, I always have. Like, why did I never pursue this? Right. So, and at that point, I had actually been doing freelance web design for a couple of years. So it was like, it just made sense. And yeah, I've been in love with the program. Hopefully I should be finished soon. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I absolutely love it. Web design, um, you know, I can code Java, all these things. Like I did a little, I sent somebody like the geekiest text message ever today. Um, <laughs> it was like all in scripting language, but it basically said, you know, hello, if we're having this meeting today, you know, let me know. But it always, it was all in programming language. Wow. That yep. is crazy. I don't meet many women, especially black women that love graphic design and computer programming as much as I do and I was just telling my husband earlier I said you know every guy I dated prior to you except for two were computer heads so I learned a lot from them as well as teaching myself and I remember my first computer class I ever took I was five years old and it was during the summer it was a free class that this gentleman was having it was for three weeks and I was the only young girl there in a classroom full of white older gentlemen and um the teacher was uh the teacher was black and I was sitting in the class and I was just mesmerized with learning the computer program and learning the code, you know, how to break down computers and how to put them back together and um, learning how to design websites without the easy way. I mean, yeah, we got the easy way now. And because yeah. I don't use code anymore, I take the easy way out now. Yep. But back, <laughs> back then when you had to sit there and actually know exactly what keys go where and how to put it in so that the computer can read it. It was like, I was amazed. And so that's how I got into human resources and became a secretary and then went from office assistant to being an office manager. And then I said, you know what? April 24th, 2017, I walked off the job and said, I'm not looking back. I'm gonna take everything I know and put it into business that I have now. So, I, and I haven't, I have not looked back. I love it. I love being an entrepreneur, working for myself, not having to punch the clock for nobody. It's just, it's just something that, um, you know, with technology moving as forward as it is now, it's almost a necessity 
oh, yeah. learn these different things and learn these different pieces of technology dealing with a computer because if not you're going to get lost in the soul exactly you know shout out to all of the women out there who are women in tech um for anybody who's considering it definitely even if you don't pursue it as a career you know it is good to at least have that knowledge have those skills like just having the basic foundation can take you anywhere and right right and that's what it did for me and i'm i'm like at one point i was doing websites i no longer do them for people because of a bad situation but i want to get back into doing it so if anybody is out there in the world looking for a website that needs to be built or rebranding i'll let your girl let me know and um just for my people that are listening for this episode i will take 200 dollars off the original price that i actually um charge my people for a new website, whether it's a new website or the rebrand, $200 off. And so just mention this um, episode, which is episode 15. I already know what you're talking about. All right, so let's- Y'all better grab that deal. You better, because I don't do deals. My customers know, I don't, I don't do many sales during the year. I only do them during the highlight part. I don't do many sales, so yeah, they better catch that deal. <laughs> All righty. Let's get down into these questions. I have a couple of questions for you, and um, we're just gonna we're just gonna chop it up here. All right. So my first question for you is this: What are some of the joys of being a mom? Oh, so so many. Um, I love you know basically seeing my daughter grow and develop. Um, watching how she even does some, something as simple as interacting with her toys. You know, how she looks at a toy now versus how she looked at it a couple months ago is completely different. So just the simple things like that I enjoy. You know, I enjoy her little laughter, um, her little personality, of course, dressing her up because my baby girl is a diva, let me tell you. Um, so it's like, I, I just, I love being a mom. It is challenging at times, but I, to my core, I do love me. That is so awesome. I remember when I first became a mom, my son was born in 2007. So to actually see him come out of me was the most rewarding experience that I have ever experienced in my life. To see how pure they look, to see how pretty their skin is, to see there's no marks on their skin. It's just straight clean. And you looking at your body like, yeah, I remember that mark. I got that mark playing in the yard. I got that mark playing in the mud. And looking at and they have nothing on them. It's just beautiful. And it's like, you don't want no dust to get on. So you wipe their feet off. (laughs) You're looking at them like they are straight dog babies. And I remember I did that to my child and my son looked at me, he had these big wide eyes and I'm like, I am so glad that you came into this world. And he looked at me and now all I know is he started smiling. I don't think he knew what I was talking about, but I'm telling you, children, they, even babies, they know, they have a, a, a feeling of knowing what their moms are talking about. And I really do believe that. Because when I told my child, you know, Jay, you need to go to sleep. You know, we are, what, eight hours in. My child is eight hours old. Jay, you need to go to sleep because mommy is tired. He looks at me, laughs at me and watch the TV. I'm like, you don't even know what you're seeing right now. According to what I read, you blind. So you don't know even know what you're looking at. For some reason, he knew what he was watching. And that's when I knew right then and there. 
you are your grandmother's child because my mama <laughs> stays up all night long watching from TV and don't go to bed. And I'm like, yo, I'm tired. Jay, go to sleep. He's sitting there laughing at me. And I'm like, nurse, nurse, <laughs> you better get him. <laughs> Please come and get him so I can sleep five minutes later. Uh, Miss Christian, we can't take him because he's doing too much hollering and he's going to wake up the baby. You're going to have to keep whatever. And I'm like, damn, really? <laughs> like, I'm going to give you the rest of your money. I'm like, Jay, you know I love you, but I got to go to sleep. And he's looking at me like, you go ahead and sleep, mommy. I'm going to be right here. And I literally dozed off for like 30 minutes. I was scared, but I had the railings up on the bed and I held him in my arm just like this. And I dozed off, and next thing I know, I woke up, and he still is awake at 2.30 in the morning. And I said, you are your grandmother's child. I just gave birth, because she couldn't give birth no more. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. And now my son is 14. He's going to be 15 in August. That is still grandma's baby. I literally <laughs> just gave birth to him. He is all his grandmother until he gets smart. That's when, that's when he's all me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, my child is a trip. My child is a trip. So, next question I have for you is this What is the most joyous experience you've had as a parent so far? Now, I looked at your baby on your IG feed, and yes, that baby is a diva. Because one of the captions that I saw, she was like, Yeah, she's a diva, D I V A in caps, just like your yep. mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, let me tell you, homegirl got dressed up for picture day, and for her, it was birthday. That's the first thing she said, birthday. That was it. She knew she was cute. She knew she was dressed up. It is her birth month. Her birthday had already passed, but she don't care. We celebrate all month long, okay? Right. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all, but um, I saw her, and I was like, is so pretty and the fact that you um that you're telling her now you know how beautiful she is at the age that she is at is such an important thing that we need to do for our daughters especially in our community because our daughters don't hear it enough i know that my mom i remember my mom always teaching me and saying to me see repeat after me i'm so precious and i would used to repeat that three times a day whether my mom is saying it or my daddy was saying it that's how I ended up being the person that I am today, the confidence levels. Now, I went through my self-esteem, my low self-esteem. Yeah, I went through that. But now you can't tell me nothing. And I think I was always built that way, but didn't hone in on it until I met my husband who glorifies me in the same manner. So, I, you know, I, I look at it as if we start young with our children, whether they are boy and girl, telling them, who they are and how great of a person they are. If we start young, it will carry on all throughout life. And because these kids of today, they need to hear that. Yes. They're not hearing that. Some kids are not hearing that no more. They need to be told how precious they are. They need to be told that they are beautiful, that they are handsome, that they are smart. These kids today, they're being told they stupid, they slow, they dumb, and all this other crap to fall with it. And it's like, once you damage the confidence of a child, that confidence damage is always is going to be done even until they get into their teens, which is going to hit them harder because they're too busy comparing themselves with their peers. Absolutely true. So the fact that you do that with your daughter, I, I applaud you. Thank you. I applaud you. 
I do it with my children too, but I applaud you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I do think it's important. Um, we started off with my niece, who's basically my first daughter. She just turned nine. And I realized, I'm glad that we did, because even at this young age of nine, um, she's dealing with jealous classmates, um, you know, the fake friends already. And it's like, I didn't expect any of that until maybe junior high or high school. Right. But if we hadn't already instilled um, that confidence in her, you know, only God knows how she would have been viewing herself. I mean, you know, it's awful. You see all these cases of suicide and all these things in young children because of things that they experience with their peers. And, you know, like I said, it's just important to, you know, make them feel like they're important, like they have worth so that when they are faced with these challenges, they know how to overcome it. Right, absolutely, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. So again, I, I definitely, I tip my hat to you. I congratulate you on on doing that and continue to keep that up as well. Don't ever stop. Thank my mama still you. tell me that I'm still precious and I'm 38 years old. Boom, <laughs> there you go. Mama know what she's talking about, girl. Absolutely, I mean, I look at my mom. My mom, my mom is the epitome of I consider she's my diva in my world because I look just like her. I'm just a younger version of her. So when you see her, yeah, you you be like, oh yeah, I know where you get all your looks from, your dressing and everything. That all came from my mom. Yes, absolutely, because I'm the only child my mother had. So yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I got it from my mama. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yes. All right. So let's get down into these um, to these questions because the main our main topic is you know, dating with children. So I got, I got to ask you, um, have you ever had a time where you had to take your child with you on a date? No. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of at that phase where I don't trust anybody. And especially because I have a little girl. Right. So I want to make sure that I feel comfortable with somebody before I even think about introducing them to my daughter. Um, if I can't go, if my mom can't watch her, if my mom can't watch her, I will. That's, that's basically where I'm at. Where I'm at right now. Okay. Ain't no problem. I know that one time I had to take my son with me on a date, and the gentleman that I was seeing at the time. He was okay with it, but that next time he was like, can you like leave your son there? And I'm like, well, you knew the situation that I was involved in way before you decided to get involved with me. So, uh, no, exactly. it's either my way or the highway. Of course it was the highway, but you know me, I, I, at that time I didn't care. I'm like, yo, on to the next one. That's it. Keep it moving. On to the next one. So that did not bother me at all. Like it may bother other people. Um, when you, if you ever had the opportunity to go on a date, would you ever bring your child up in the middle of the conversation? Yes, I talk about my daughter all the time. Um, it is important for, for me that any partner I have, they understand that she is at the forefront of my life. Right. Like there is no me without her. You know, that's right. they, they need to just accept that and that's it. 
That's right. Now, if they don't, what are you what are you prepared to do? Because you got something that they won't. Deuces. That's it. There is somebody out there who will. That's Absolutely. I, I agree. I agree. I think I did I ever experience that. Actually, like I said earlier, um, there were levels for me. Like there are literally levels for me. This is before I met my husband. I had levels. It all depended on how I felt now. Sometimes I would talk about my son as far as in conversation, like, yeah, I have a son, blah, 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 blah. And I would tell them their name. It all depended on who the guy was too and how respective, um, how respectful he was of just receiving this information. And they'll be like, well, um, the most fortunate part that I had was that they never asked to see what he looked like. Yeah, yeah. And when they never asked to see what he looked like, I automatically knew how to handle that situation. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I ran my relationship. (laughs) Don't ask. I already know what to do with you. I already know what you want. Let me go on and do what I got to do because I'm human and I need it just as bad as you do. And I'm going to go on. That's it. You can go on about yours too. Don't ask no questions about them. If you hear me talking about them, that's fine. Don't ask no questions about them. Yep. Yeah. So um, another question that I have for you, and I'm just going back and forth with the topic as well as being a mom and everything. What is your favorite thing about being a mom right now? Ooh, my favorite thing. Um, we don't get to spend as much time as we used to now that I've returned to a regular deadline nine to five, um, in addition to running my business. Um, so I value our weekends together a lot. Like, don't ask me to do nothing on the weekend unless she's involved um, during the day, of course. Um, because I need to spend that time with my baby. I need to bond with my child. That's so, right. yeah, those moments to me are precious. Like, you know, she's growing and, you know, at some point she's not going to be this little anymore. So I want to be able to have these memories with her. Absolutely. And what I did was I felt the same way as you. Um, with my son, I took off a whole year of not going to work for anybody. I wanted to take the time to get to know my son, to get to bond with him in the first 12 months of his life. And I did. Unfortunately, by day 30, I lost my mind. (laughs) I was bored. (laughs) And even though I love Jay, I did. I was, I was bored. So, um, what I did was I, 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 uh, I stuck to what I said I was going to do and I sat where I built was with him for a whole year. I got to take him outside. We got to spend time together. I taught him everything that I know. He ended up loving nature, wanted to love, um, he loves science. So anything dealing with outdoors, he was, he was all for it. And then, um, it was until I told him, I said, Jay, mommy has to go to work. Mommy got to look for a job so we can support, so I can support you. I said, and you're going to have to start going to daycare. And um, at that time, I did not realize that my son was in a position where he could not tell me what he wanted. Like a lot of his sentences were one word sentences. Mm -hmm. So um, he would just shake his head. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I thought it was normal. I I really did. And um, I took him to daycare. And he saw all these kids at daycare. And at that time, he wasn't walking, he was coasting. So he wasn't crawling, he was just coasting, you know, walking by touching stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. And he saw these kids 
and he went with them and everything and then they took off running and Jay fell out on the ground hollering and screaming because he wanted to run with the kids and everything. oh my goodness and um I told Jay well Jay get up off the ground son if you want to be with those kids you got to walk I can't I can't make it any plainer than that that was Friday he was supposed to start daycare that Monday. Saturday went on, he still coasted. Sunday morning, it was just like watching somebody catch the Holy Ghost. Sunday morning, he got up, he started coasting, he fell on his bum, he got up, dusted his bum off, and took off running and been running ever since. Yes. Monday morning, that child was walking and running like everybody else. <laughs> And I was like, I remember crying that day because I was like, oh my God, Jay, you walking. And next thing I know, I'm like, Jay, you running. Wait a minute, slow down. <laughs> my child been running ever since. And I'm like, oh my goodness, man. I'll never forget that day because that day was like, that whole weekend was was one of the best experiences I've ever experienced with my child. So absolutely. changes them like, before my daughter was enrolled in daycare, she also wasn't walking as yet. Um, and the same thing, it's like being around those other kids, man. You know, she started walking and running. I chased her all over the place now because I can't I can't keep up with her now. Okay? Right, right. Me. Like, it's crazy. Um, when I first uh, enrolled her in daycare, I was like, okay, you know, trying to prepare myself because it's not only that now she's going to be going to daycare but she's going to daycare while we're still in this pandemic situation so that was like a whole nother level of anxiety for me but you know luckily it's a place that i was accustomed to so you know that kind of eased those concerns a little bit more for me um driving her to the daycare and i'm over there trying to hold back tears i'm like oh my gosh i don't know how we're gonna make it through this let me tell you, I dropped sis off. She held the teacher's hand. Didn't even look back to tell me goodbye. I'm like, what? Yo. What? <laughs> I went through the same thing. They said, yeah. the daycare I took my child to, they was doing a trial run to see if he fits well with the kids. And it was three hours. Never been separated from my child before in my life. My child looked at me. And he uh, he was tearing up just a little bit, just a little bit, because he'd never been separated from me. Just a little bit, but after a while, he got it together. And it, he took the teacher's hand, held, his, held, held her hand, and went on in the building. And I remember going home. Girl, I threw myself on the bed, cried the whole three hours, and oh. cried when I went to go get him. You talking about a hot mess? I was a mess. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking around in the house, looking at the toys on the floor, and what got me was when I went in the bedroom because my at the time my son was sleeping with me in the bed, and I looked in the bedroom and I didn't hear his voice, I didn't see him, and I just cried like a freaking fool. Oh. oh my gosh, it was terrible. Snot running, everything. It was terrible. It was terrible. And I was like, I'm not gonna be able to get through this, Lord. I, 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 I can't do this. My child is growing up. And, um, yeah, he's getting older and all of this and ain't going to daycare. And I'm like, that means I got to go to work. And I'm like, I don't want to be away from him. And so 
the 12 months that I took off spending time with him, those were the best, those were the best moments of my life. It really was. Because my my child is a character. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, thank God for this paparazzi opportunity because um doing paparazzi from home, I was able to spend about the first eight months of her life with her. Mm-hmm. I only um I didn't go back to work after that eight months. I did open up a boutique for a short period for um, almost a year. Okay. Um, but I, I was grateful that I was able to do everything on my terms. Right. Okay. Uh, that was a blessing. Okay. All right. So, um, well, let me ask you this. Do you have any tips on how to keep the balance of family and career? Let me tell you, I'm still working through that, honey. Like, I'm still learning myself. <laughs> <laughs> take it one day at a time I try to stay as organized as I can um like I said I make time for my daughter um we have a lot of cuddle sessions she's definitely a mommy's girl um and and that's it literally just one day at a time because if not you will drive yourself crazy tell me about it (laughs) (laughs) so what that was said how does she see um how does she see you working like the how does it affect her that she sees mommy working she sees mommy being independent she sees mommy has his own business how does she see that to you if that makes sense so, so um she like i said she's been with me since the beginning um because when i started paparazzi she was about two months old and you know, whenever my mom couldn't watch her, I would have her on the lives with me. So um, she's accustomed to seeing me working, to being around me working. And most times she would just look up at me and smile. And I don't care what nobody says, I think she's proud of me. I think she is proud of me. And um, I like the fact that she will be able to grow up seeing mom going out there doing what she needs to do Mm -hmm. um, to make sure things are taken care of. Okay, okay, all right. Um, let me ask you, we're going back to the dating with children. Um, what do you do? Because I know that you're a single parent. What do you do when you want to date someone? So <clears throat> dating is is a little bit rough. Um, right now, the best way that I can put it is it's like fishing in a muddy pond with tadpoles. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> Not the tadpoles, but that sounds to me as these men that I am trying to find are acting like children because I have a kid. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible out there, man. So, um, you know, I approach cautiously. Like right now, I, I am trying to date intentionally, which, you know, for me, it's somebody that I want to settle down with, you know, get married. So I want to make sure I find somebody that uh, shares the same values that I do, especially mm-hmm. where family's concerned, where finances are concerned. Right. Um, so I, I, you know, talk to people here and there. I might go out here and there, get myself all dolled up and whatnot. Um, I tried the online thing a couple of times. Um, but nothing's really, you know, nothing's panned out yet. I'm just coasting through it, I guess. If something happens, when it happens, it happens, and that's it. 
right. Ain't nothing wrong with coasting. My husband and I, we met online. Mm-hmm. And that, that was actually my last resort. My last resort <laughs> was meeting online. Because other than that, I met all my people in person. So my last resort was meeting online. I had this um, online profile, and so did he. And I decided to take a picture of my top hat, face. Mm-hmm. No makeup, no lipstick, no lip gloss, no eyelash, nothing. Bare face. My hair was slayed, though. My hair was done. But I had nothing on my face because I wanted to be able to attract somebody so they could see who I really am. Mm-hmm. Besides seeing me with the makeup on. So I attracted my husband and um, the first line that my husband used on me was, your smile lights up the room. And I said to myself, I ain't never heard a Negro say this damn line to me before. This is something new right here. I said, this is a pimp line right here. I ain't never heard this line before. I said, so if that's the case, I said, let me see what's let's see what's going on here. So I took a look at his profile picture and at the phone at the at the time my phone was totally messed up. I couldn't see crap on my screen. But I saw what I could saw and I said, okay, he's a man of God. He has one daughter. Okay, that means I have a son. And um the one thing that he said to me at the end, he said, if you want to, comma. You can give me a call at such and such and such. I said, this sounds like a sales pitch. (laughs) This sounds just like a sales pitch if I want to call. You know what made it so bad? I called. (laughs) (laughs) Like I called anyway. (laughs) I did, I called. (laughs) It was 4.11 in the morning. It was the day after Father's Day and we stayed on the phone for four hours just talking about our lives and what we did and everything and he came to see me at my job and everything that I told him within those four hours he listened and a lot of people don't listen no more so but he listened to everything that I said he rarely spoke but he listened to everything I talked about and whatnot and when he came to see me the next day he had everything that I liked in a bag my husband gave good gifts to the girls he was dating. I mean, real good gifts. So, and this was on the first date. Most men don't do that. So, with him, he knew I loved um, flowers, but he knew I didn't have a favorite color. So, he found rainbow colored flowers because I wow. love colors. Yep. And so, he gave me rainbow colored flowers. Um, he asked me what my favorite candy was, and I told him he had that, and he had a couple of more things for me that I love, that I liked, that was my face. He had that in the bag. He had a picture of me in a frame. He had a picture of my son in a frame. He even bought a gift for my son, and I'm like, you's a keeper. You don't miss as much, but you's a keeper. You a keeper. <laughs> First date, we went to Waffle House, and um, when his hand touched my hand, there was literally a spark that traveled from his hand to mine. And that's when I knew right then and there, yeah, you're the one that God sent to me that I prayed for literally 24 hours prior to me seeing you in person. And he had the same, he had the same feeling. And like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, we've been, in, we've been inseparable ever since, so. This is the level of detail and attention in that first set of gifts, like what, what? That is mind blowing. Like people don't pay attention like that. No, not anymore. Especially, especially men. So any man that is listening to my episode, 
I hope you was taking notes. Okay. <laughs> I hope you was taking notes. I said, you know, one day I am going to have my husband up here and we actually going to do a podcast session together. And it'll probably be around Valentine's Day next year where we give, where he's going to actually give out tips on how to find your godly woman. That's a that's a topic. I know he over there listening. He probably shaking his head no, and I can't see him past this box, but <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get up here and talk. So <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be all right though. But um, other than that, um, yeah, very attentive detail and everything. And I wish more men, especially of this generation, that could be like that. You know, those men were the men of yesterday. Those were our fathers that used to do that for our moms, our grandfathers. They used to do that for our grandmothers. And now it's like, I'm a millennial. So now you're talking about the millennial and Generation Z trying to date people. And we got too many either. We got standards. We, we set the boundaries like we all should have. But we got too many stipulations that is put up against not just our brothers, but also against our sisters when guys are looking for a girl. It's, it's just ridiculous. Why can't yeah. we just have it old school? Like, you know, you pick me up, um, we go out on a date and we just have some fun and not, don't expect nothing at, in the end. Exactly, yep. You'll get a kiss on the cheek and that's about it and keep it moving. Exactly. Don't, don't look for no sex, don't look for nothing else because ain't nothing else happening. I'm trying to get to know you just like you're trying to get to know me. Why? Exactly. Why is it that when we, um, well, I can't say as a single parent, but when I was a single parent, why is it that guys would actually um, sit there and expect more? What more do you want? I don't know yep. you who shot Adam. You could be a serial killer. I don't know you. Yep, exactly. When I used to date my guys and they would ask me, yo, can we go out on a date? And I say, yeah, but during the daytime, mm -hmm. why we can't go at night? Cause I don't know you. Exactly. So I used to, I, my, all my dates took place in the daytime. And even with my husband, it was during the daytime. Uh-uh. And he'll, he'll be like, he asked me, um, why we got to do it in the daytime? Why can't it be at night? I said, because number one, I don't know you. And number two, if anything happens to me, I got witnesses. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Security. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Stickler. Uh-uh. Stickler. My husband can tell you I'm a piece of work. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he liked that piece of work, though. There you go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he respected everything I asked of him. And if more men was to show respect to these women out here, whether they your baby mama or your wife, you know, your significant other, doesn't matter. If y'all was to show more respect to these women who actually, you know, the cornerstone of a lot of families out here, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe y'all can get some respect back when it comes to Father's Day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Maybe. You, you go out on a dinner date and it's like they automatically assume that after the date something just about to happen like why i was like why? yo man something is about to happen you about to take me home that's what's getting ready to happen exactly <laughs> exactly ain't no more no less and you want to go to the club yeah we can go dance all night and after that you taking me home well you know it's really late out here and i don't want you to go home by yourself um you know i don't like going home by myself I don't like sleeping alone. Well, bro, you better go sleep alone tonight because I'm sleeping with my child. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's the only person I'm sleeping with. I'm sleeping with my child. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. No, you're not invited. Oh my, 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 children, my child will push you out the bed. You're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. I have this one guy who got drunk one time, I oh. guess, thinking I was going to have him come over. Listen, I let him. We walked 
that liquor out, okay? Like, I wasn't playing that. You gonna walk and you gonna sober right up, not me. You got the wrong one, sir. She said we walked the liquor out. I ain't never heard that one before. <laughs> Walk the liquor out? Yo, that's something. We walked it out. I can't walk the liquor out. I mean, I got to sit for a while, but she said walk <laughs> the liquor out. No, no but you, when you sit, when you sit, it soaks in more. If you keep moving, you burn it off. So we walked a couple of blocks, you know, circled around a little bit, got some ice cream, and sent Rubber home, okay? Yo, that is funny. That is funny. If I was single, I actually would try that one. But, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm tied to the chain of life, so... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that one, but I can pass that. Hopefully, if my listeners are listening, y'all can pass that information along to somebody that is safe. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, being that you are a single parent with children, if you didn't have any kids yourself, would you date someone that did have kids? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I I never really had an issue dating a guy who had kids um you know my daughter's father actually had two kids before we had our daughter together so it's I've never had hesitation with that you know of course tread lightly try to avoid baby mama drama and that's it okay okay which is very very hard especially when baby mama's not trying to let them go and I think the kicker is when they use their child as a crutch. Yes. And I'm only doing, I'm only speaking about that because I can, I can say that from experience. I did the same thing to my son's father. And I actually got the rude awakening when his wife came to my door to introduce herself. Ooh. So his point, my baby daddy point was, I want you to meet my fiance. Mm. And I'm like, you doing this here? That time I wasn't with him, so it didn't matter. But I'm like, doing this here? He said, well, I want to make sure that you know who she is because if Jay ever comes around her, at least you'll know. And I'm like, Jay ain't coming around you. Not by yourself. I got to be alone with the ride. Why you got to be alone? Why can't it just be me and him? Because I don't trust you. Your history speaks for itself. So, um, no. And so... The, the crazy part was me and his now wife ended up becoming besties. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. So our children literally got to play with each other when they were young. And he and Jay got to meet his brothers and everything. And actually, my son is the older brother out of her children. Um, he had uh, how many kids? I think he had two kids with her. So is my son and then her two and so my son is a big brother to them and when i talk about them now his point is i don't have no brothers i got sisters and my sister is in the room but i'm like jay this is your children from your father from his um first marriage you know with someone else and he said i don't know that man that ain't my brother and that ain't uh uh-uh i don't know him that ain't my brother that ain't my brother i don't have brothers i got a sister so my son is very, very particular about how he feels about his father. But growing up, I made sure, and y'all people need to um, understand and listen, when you are a single parent, do everything in your, do everything that you can that is possible to allow that man or that woman to see their child. 
no matter how much you don't want them to be seen with them, you got to leave that door open because it will bite you in the butt later on. Especially when that child comes to you in the teenage years and asks you, I want to see my father or I want to see my mother. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to ask them, why did they leave me? That's the main question that a lot of teens ask. Why did you leave me? Why did you leave my mom? Why did you leave my dad? I want to know, or better yet, why did you give me up? Mm -hmm, For those mm -hmm. who are in um, foster care that are adopted by somebody else gotta leave that door open i left the door open for as long as i could uh my baby daddy shut the door on himself so wasn't my door right wasn't my door and he decided to shut the door himself but i just make sure to whenever my son asks about his father i go on and tell him i ain't throwing no shade because i'm too old i ain't throwing no shade on him or anything i just tell him the truth yeah we always, I always made it a point to always be honest with my child and give my child the opportunity to express himself, well, express themselves to where we have an open door policy in our home. Our open door policy means you can come in, you can talk to us about anything. I don't care what it is. If you need to vent, get it out. If you need to cry, yell, do whatever you got to do. I ain't gonna lay hands on you. I'm not gonna get mad at you. I just want to hear what it is that you got to say, and then I'm gonna give you my response. You may not like it, but I'm gonna give you my response. So the main thing that we tell our kids is, you can say whatever you want to say, but there's a way to go about doing it. Just be respectful when you do. So I, I do that because I don't want my kids to go through their teenage years learning everything that they need to know from my husband and I, but learning it on the streets. Right. I'd rather, we'd rather bring it to your attention first. We'd rather for you to come to us than to go out there and find out for yourself. Don't make the mistakes that we make. So we're trying to take the necessary precautions to make sure that we are two steps ahead, even though they try to be four steps ahead. I'm a con artist to the core. I tell my kids all the time, you can't con a con. I'm always mm -hmm. two steps ahead of you, whether you like it or not. Because <laughs> my husband, he is the one that likes to think. And I mean, I'm a thinker too. But I'm also a realist. So he'll be sitting there thinking and I'll be like, no, nah, let's do plan A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. <laughs> I, I'd rather stay ahead of them than to be behind them. Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah. So everything I'm telling you, everything I'm saying, I know this your first Google. Everything I'm saying, go soak it in. Just soak it in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got, I'm storing, trying to get it. Grab, grab, grab all these nuggets, girl. Grab all these nuggets. <laughs> I don't know it all, but for what I have experienced, I mean, any type of um, any type of parenting from anybody, I think is good advice because even though we all raise our kids differently, there's some type of nugget that is always being dropped that somebody else can pick up the ball and carry it on for them. So yeah. Um, next question I got for you. What are the most important things you have learned so far as a parent? Um, to try to be patient. Um, with my daughter, like I said, my, my niece was basically like my first daughter, you know? So, uh, you know, we had certain experiences with her, with her growth, with her learning. And a lot of it is very different with my daughter. Okay. Um, one thing in, in 
in, for example, would be speech. So with my niece, basically at two, you know, she's speaking very clearly, full sentences, things like that. And we're not quite there yet with my daughter, she's speaking. Um, but it, it's not the same level of clarity as my, with my niece. And part of that, um, we realized after working with her therapist, um, was because the pacifier um, kind of held her back a little bit. Mm. You know, the way they put it to me is that pacifier is a plug. That's exactly what she said. When she said that, it clicked. We went cold turkey with the pacifier. And my daughter has been chatting my ears off ever since. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know. I love it. I love it. But I've learned to be patient with her because not all kids are the same. You know, I, I have to be patient. I have to respect where she's at, respect right. where she's going, and um, patient in teaching her as well. So patience has been one of the biggest things for me. Yes, absolutely. I had to learn patience as well. Like I told you earlier, my son is autistic. So for me to be a special needs mom, the hardest thing that I can say that I had to learn was trying to teach him in a manner that he understood it and not the way that I understood it when I was younger. I yep. thought that the tactics that I have learned from my mom and my dad will work with my son and it didn't work. So I was at a loss at how to get him to read, how to get him to write and, um, and everything. And it was very aggravating very frustrating because I had no help um it was just if I had to do it all again I know now what I know now I would be able to use those tactics back then mm -hmm. and so um back then it was very very challenging plus I was young so I really didn't understand what autism was not as well as I know it now but um I definitely wouldn't change a thing from it because for that child to excel the way that he's excelling now, it's, it's like, I am very, very proud of him because he is very vocal. Not many autistic children are vocal. As a matter of fact, their, uh, their vocal is one of the things that actually holds them back from expressing their emotions. Mm -hmm. So with my son, he will tell me exactly how he feels. Um, the only thing is that he likes to yell it out and I tell him, bring down the, uh, matter of fact, I don't even tell him anything. I just look at him like he's crazy half the time. <laughs> because in, at the end of the day, even though he is autistic, I have always taught him the proper way to speak to somebody. You don't mm -hmm. need to yell, just talk to them in a the regular voice. We are always listening, we can hear you. So you don't have to yell at us about what's going on. Well, you don't have to, you know, tell us, well, mom, I'm frustrated. And I'm like, well, what you frustrated about? And he'll be yelling to the top of his lungs and I'll be sitting here looking at him like he's crazy. <laughs> and still talking to him in a manner where I'm not elevating my voice. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I want my son to understand, you don't have to elevate your voice for me to hear you. I can hear you just fine. I may not move like you want me to move, but I can hear you just fine. So he is in the, um, he's at the stage right now where he is learning how to diffuse his anger so much. I, I, I want to say that he's learning how to diffuse his anger to where he is able to utilize his words and his vocabulary to be able to tell people how you feel 
without being mad, without all the yelling and the screaming, because it ain't necessary. Yeah. So with that, I can honestly say that patience. Oof, yes. I've had to go down many a time on my knees to pray for patience. Ooh, yes. I'm still doing <laughs> it now. <laughs> yes. yes. And you know, kudos to you, mom, especially being um, a special needs mom, because especially in our community, a lot of people, um, I mean, there are a lot of more, a lot more resources out there now, but a lot of people don't want to accept the fact that their child needs help. Right. And some of them get frustrated. Some of them try to beat whatever the issue is out of the child. And, um, you know, that, that doesn't get them anywhere. So, it, it, you know, kudos to you for recognizing, you know, what you needed to do for your son and to also try to help him be and feel as normal as possible. Yeah. Because the one thing that I wanted my son to understand is that um, for those who um, have heard my podcast or this is your first time listening, my son is um he is on the spectrum autism spectrum disorder that's what he has and he is high function autistic <clears throat> excuse me so with high function autistic that is actually one level down from having asperger's which basically means that he can be in a classroom with regular children but he goes a little he goes a step further than others and it takes him a little bit longer to process what it is that he needs to learn on a daily basis so with my son, um, I had to educate myself on a lot of stuff. I didn't have help. So my help literally came from reading other, reading, reading books, excuse me, and watching different shows on different celebrities that have had children with autism, such as Tisha Campbell and Holly Robinson Pete and Tony Braxton, just to name a few. Those were the people that I had to look up to as autistic moms to learn what it is that I know now but when you talk about the fact that our community is um, not willing to accept the fact that their child may have a disability um, that's one of the things that speak to me a lot because I was once that parent that did not want to admit my child has a disability so with me now fast forward to now <clears throat> excuse me I am now life coach that specializes in autistic, autism and ADHD for families. So I am the life coach that you come to when your child um, is doing all these different things and you don't understand what's going on. That's when I come in and I explain to you exactly what's going on with the child, tell you my backstory on how we overcame it and try to give you tips on how it can benefit for you and different types of resources of that matter. So it, I actually love my son being autistic. A lot of people can't say that, but I do. And the reason why I say that is because of the world that we live in today. I don't think my child would have made it if he was normal. This is his normalcy. So I try to make it as normal as possible by raising him along with his sister to live a normal life as much as you can. Now, the only thing that my son does try to deny, he does try to deny his disability, especially when he gets around his friends because he's in high school. And I explained to him, I understand that you want to be normal, but you are normal. You're just not normal in this world, if that makes sense. Um, I told him, accept your disability. Accept it. I said, because when I was in high school, I wasn't able to play sports because my asthma got the best of me. 
I couldn't run like the other children. I couldn't play sports like everybody else. And I wanted to play sports. And so I had to overcome my disability by pushing myself to doing things that were beyond my control. And so then I became a great athlete. Now I have a handle on my asthma where my asthma doesn't flare up at all. But I told him, you know, you got three hits against you. You ADHD, you have autism, and you have life-threatening asthma. Don't look at those three things as a um, reason that you cannot succeed. Mm-hmm. Utilize those three things by accepting who you really are and then knowing that you can succeed and that you can do whatever you want to do regardless of your disability. So right. that's what my son understands. And that's what I try to teach to families, especially my mom that, got, um, that are single parents that have children that are autistic, I try to remind them that, hey, it is okay for your child to be different. I mean, we were taught at a young age that being unique is fun, right? Are some of my, well, I can't, well, let me say this. My parents taught me that being unique is the only way to go. Don't follow everybody, don't follow the crowd, do what you do, what you do on your own. Be the leader, not the follower. That's what I was taught. So I try to make sure that I implement that when I talk to my autistic families and when I'm out speaking about autism and when I um, talk to my son here at home. Be unique. This is who you are. God made you in his image. Mm -hmm. I say, because if you look at the word in the Bible, and I know a lot of y'all hear this, but some of y'all don't, um, haven't heard, but there are certain things, especially in the Old Testament, where almost everybody that God gravitated towards, they had a disability. For example, Moses. Moses had a disability. He had speech problems. When he couldn't speak the way that he wanted to because he had a stuttering problem, his brother spoke for him. But God gravitated towards him. David the same way. God gravitated gravitated towards David. David had a disability too. And there were so many more others that had disabilities or something about them that did not make them normal like everybody else, but God gravitated towards them. I say, so don't ever feel bad about having... Uh, uh, an issue embrace your issue and move forward because all of us were born unique all of us were made differently none of us are made the same even a set of twins even though they may look the same there is something about them that separates them from each other yes absolutely yeah so that's how i feel about it (laughs) but that's what i learned (laughs) i did i learned patience too All right, and my last question for you today is this. Um, How can people reach you if they wanted to order from you or follow you? All right, so I do have a website. It is www.fi, that's the number five, the word spelled out dollar, jewelry queen, and queen is with a W, dot com. Um, I am also on Facebook and Instagram at $5jewelrykeen. Alrighty, alrighty. And um, I do have some closing remarks. So <clears throat> y'all heard it first from Miss um, Daisy herself. Y'all can follow her on Facebook and Instagram at the dollar sign five. The dollar sign five, the word dollar jewelry queen. That is spelled Q W E E N. That's on Facebook and Instagram, as well as her website, www.5dollarjurycqueen. 
Y'all make sure y'all go check her out. Make sure you let y'all support her business and everything. This is a hard working woman right here. She literally started her business in the middle of the pandemic when she was laid off and no one was working in the household. She took it upon herself to build this business from the bottom and look at where she's at now. So for those who are moms that are thinking about starting their business, the best time to start is now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do it now because whatever problem that you have, as far as a pain point that you're willing to solve, trust me, there's over a billion people in this world. Somebody is going to come to you and shop with you because you are solving a pain point that they need solved, okay? So I wanna leave y'all with these closing remarks. And even though it is after Mother's Day, we are celebrating Mother's Day all month long. So I definitely want to say to those who may not have heard my last episode and you hearing this one, happy Mother's Day to you. Today, we celebrate you, mom. You're the best mom ever. And we can't thank you enough for everything you've done for us. Thanks to your love and support. We've grown into the people we are today. You've taught us how to be kind and caring, how to laugh when things get tough, how to be brave when facing challenges head on, and how to stand up for what we believe in, even if it means being unpopular. Your willingness to take risks has inspired us to do the same. We know it hasn't been easy raising us all by yourself, but you've done it with grace and style. Thank you for being our mom, our friend, our teacher, and most importantly, our best friend forever. So that's my closing remarks for you all. And you know we are at my most favorite part of the segment at the end where we get ready to pray ourselves out. So for those who are listening, take a moment of your time to close your eyes wherever you may be in the world. As we bow our heads in prayer, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up this morning. Thank you for allowing us to see another one of your glorious days. Thank you so much for allowing Miss Daisy to attend this podcast, Fathers. Yes, she is maybe on her own raising her beautiful daughter, but Lord, I ask for you to keep your hand upon her life, Father. Continue to keep um, her in the direction that you have set forth for her. Continue to minister to her, Father. Continue to be the father for her, um, for her daughter. For that, even though um, her father and her and her are not together, but the simple fact that you are there in the times when he may not be available to be able to do what it is that you have forth to do for her is is more than amazing father continue to keep blessing those people over in ukraine as we continue to suffer with them in this world father continue to keep your hands on our leaders father continue to keep your hand on our president father continue to change the heart of their leader over in russia father because we know that no matter what is going on um, in this world father that you have the end and you have the say so to decide exactly how everything is going to fall into place. And when the things fall into place, Father, hallelujah, we know that you will remain and will get the glory because you are the alpha and the omega. You are the beginning and the end. So nothing that we have going on right now in our lives, you are the one that has the final say so. 
and I ask for this prayer to be blessed father let it be let it bless anybody that's out there listening in the podcast world father continue to keep blessing my podcast in the manner that you see forth for we are here to save lives and I am here to continue the mission for which you have given upon my life in Jesus name I pray this prayer amen amen all right thank y'all so much for tuning in on my episode with miss daisy from five dollar jury queen again she is one of the best independent consultants dealing with paparazzi accessories y'all make sure y'all go check her jewelry out it's only five dollars it doesn't cost a whole lot just to look good all right tune in with us on next wednesday as i will have another guest host while we talk about motherhood and everything that it entails. Thank you so much, Miss Daisy, for joining me on my episode. Thank you so much for being a guest host on my episode. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, awesome. And I'm going to ask you now, um, I hope that everything that we did today, that I hope that you will return for another future episode um, coming up later on. Whenever you're ready, girl, you know where to find me. All right, <laughs> all right. This is your girl, Meek Austin, and I am signing off. Peace and be blessed. Hey, hey, it's Meek Austin here, the host of Coro is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I'll also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Coro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to Coro Crush Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shopcoro.com. Book your ad spot today and let me do the rest. I love to hear from you.